0: Mike, always uh, great to have you on the show, and Georgia's getting a lot of attention because it's going to be picked to win the East when those predictions come out. Uh, why don't we start on the offensive side? What, what what should we know about Georgia with Jake Fromm coming back, an offensive line that looks like it could be really good, but then all of those pieces they're trying to put together?
1: Yeah, you know, this offensive line's prolific. It, it, it's probably the best offensive line that, that I've seen ever, You know, and, and, and that includes obviously some pretty special ones at Auburn and Tennessee. But uh, they're seven deep with NFL players, and in fact, they've got five guys, and of those five, I would guess that three or four will probably be drafted in the first two rounds next season. It starts at left tackle with Andrew Thomas. You know, when you start naming linemen by name, that tells you how good they are. Usually you just go, yeah, they got a good old line. But these guys are worth mentioning by name. Andrew Thomas is amazing. He's a projected top five pick. He's probably the Outland Trophy favorite. Going into the season, he played through a bad ankle last year. Uh, but here's a guy who was a freshman All-American. I don't even think he gave up a sack his freshman year. Um, and then at left guard, you got a guy named Solomon Kinley that's you know, 6'4", 335, and moves really good. He'll remind a lot of Tennessee fans of Cozy Coleman. Uh, great mobility, very good in pass blocking. Uh, they got a center named Trey Hill, a uh, pretty solid kid. He's a sophomore, played some snaps last year. Right guard is Ben Cleveland, uh, another physical marvel, uh, 6'5", 330, Fastest lineman on the team, runs over 19 miles per hour. Uh, he did some ridiculous power clean in like 4 4. I mean, he's just, he's massive. And, and right tackle is Isaiah Wilson, and, and he's 6'7, 345. And, and a lot of people think Cade Mays um, is competing with Isaiah at right tackle because Cade did such a good job last year, improved a lot. Uh, from his high school days in Knoxville and the thing that everyone likes about Cade so much is that he's relentless on the field he's one of those nasty guys that knows how to finish blocks and uh, and then a guy named Jamari Salier was the number one offensive guard in the 2018 class Uh, and the only reason I think Cade got the jump on him was Cade was an early enrollee and Jamari didn't come in until last fall so they're seven deep On the offensive line, you mentioned Jake Fromm is a third-year starting quarterback. He can change plays at the line of scrimmage. Great with the pre-snap read. Some people think he's an NFL quarterback and could go in the first round next year. I'm not so sure I'm that bullish on him. I do think he may go pro, though, losing his line. Uh, And then the question mark, uh, I suppose, is the receiving core. You know, they lost their top five pass catchers from a year ago. Uh, and most recently, Jeremiah J.J. Holloman was dismissed from the team. Uh, a domestic incident that didn't come to light actually occurred in 2018, didn't come to light. Uh, until this June, and Kirby immediately dismissed him, and tight end they lose junior Isaac Nada, and I think that's where Eli Wolf may feel like he could slide right in, he's about the same size has a lot of the same characteristics of of an Isaac Nada. so that's kind of where Georgia sits, it looks like it's going to be a prolific offense they're still going to pound the ball I do think we'll see a little bit more tempo now, James Coley, the new coordinator who took over for Jim Chaney he's been a coordinator before at Miami uh, but he's got a good relationship with these players and there's a lot of enthusiasm on the offense. Hey Griff I want to ask you and, and thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, man. Um, how big is the gap between uh, Florida and Georgia from a roster standpoint and then is there any sort of gap between coaches Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen? Yeah those a good question, Heather. You know I, I, I think this stats right. I don't think Florida now, And listen I, I'm the guy that always said I don't buy in recruiting rankings All right, but I think they're getting better because of the amount of camps. I think the star ratings get more and more accurate because there's so many camps and there's more opportunities to evaluate these guys. Whereas before, basketball was so far ahead because of AAU and head-to-head. Now I think football's catching up. So just so you know, uh, I think that recruiting rankings are more accurate than ever. Uh, And so that's the stat. I don't think Florida has any five stars on their roster. Now, they've got some good players. They've got some special players. Uh, I do think Georgia's a level ahead. Uh, Georgia hasn't played uh, an SEC Eastern Division opponent that they haven't beat by double digits since 2016. I mean, they've, they've blown out everybody going back to, to the midseason 2016. So, uh, 2017, 2018, they beat everybody, dominated everyone in the East. Uh, including Florida. I didn't think last year's game was that close, and certainly the game the year before. And, and, look, we were all put on notice. I was covering Tennessee when it happened, when they came into Neyland Stadium. We saw that 2017 team was probably the best team in the nation. They didn't win the national championship. Um, uh, but, uh, came close. It, well, they probably would have, could have, should have, yeah. right? And uh, while I think last year, I, I wouldn't call last year a step back, uh, because they were up on Alabama by two touchdowns in the third quarter uh, before losing the SEC championship game, but they didn't advance the ball last year. This year they have an opportunity, and uh, they're going to need to because they're going to lose a lot of underclassmen to the draft after this season.
0: Mike Griffith, dognation.com, the AJC. So if Georgia does not win the East this year, as it's going to be picked to,
1: ha- what would happen? I just, I can't even, I don't know. I can't, I can't see it. I mean, I just, I don't see it. I don't yeah. see them not winning it. And I can't, I can't fathom the reaction because, uh, and look, I mean, Kirby Smart is, is kind of doing this to himself, and forgive the Tennessee references, but, I mean, the guy's gone 24-5 and 5 the last two years, and he says it's not enough. And it kind of reminds me of Philip Fulmer's 10-11 and 11 win teams, and, and that wasn't enough, and eventually how people set themselves up for failure because the standards get so doggone high, you start believing that every year you should be in the BCS or the playoff. That's where George is at right now. They believe that every year they should be in the college football playoff. I mean, that's happened. And there's a lot of decisions that are being made at Georgia with that in mind. They're starting to catch up a little bit on the fundraising side. More people are investing in the program. I don't know if you've heard about the the alcohol suite they've built. I mean, a minimum $100,000 donation just to buy tickets, not guaranteed access to this suite, unless you're donating $200,000 or more. So a lot of money's going in, and when people start spending a lot of money and fans start putting all that into it, the expectations go up, and then you got the head coach telling you that, that winning the SEC East in back-to-back years and playing for a national title isn't good enough. Uh, so the expectations are, are absolutely enormous right now, Josh.
0: Yeah, Mike Griffith, uh, com. Anything else? I've, I've botched the clock, by the way, I should tell you before we wrap things up. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's <laughs> but, media but, day's but, last but, day.
1: Any, anything you're taking from this week that interests you as we head into the season? Missouri. Okay, Missouri interests me. Kelly Bryant at Missouri with Derek Dooley. You know, and you know, I know Derek Dooley had the clown nose on at Tennessee, but drew Locke last year uh, said at the at the uh, senior bowl he came back to missouri to play for Derek dooley playing an nfl offense and now you see kelly bryant going in there the former clemson quarterback that led them to the college football playoffs in 2017 i'm going to be really intrigued i think missouri's got a really good line and it wouldn't surprise me if missouri ended up being georgia's biggest challenge in the east this year
0: yeah that, that's the key good up front that's what gives you the chance at least to compete missouri's interesting to watch heading in favorable schedule as well georgia and florida later on in the season mike thanks for stopping by uh, great talk to you. We'll talk to you again down the line. DogNation.com, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Yeah,
1: great to see all the WNML guys down here. You guys staff this like no other radio station.